Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Retrospective. I've got Doc next to me, I'm Jay, and we're going to be doing our unboxing of my NES Classic and then talking about our first impressions. So stick around. All right, so here it is. This is the day, the big day. <sighs> I, can, I can see in your face, <laughs> the, our listeners can't see it in your face, but you know, when you walked into the office today and you had this in your hot little hands, you were trembling. You were pretty good. You you could have opened this without me, but you know you, you held out, and, and here we are. So you might notice with my hands that there are there is a little bit of trembling. They are shaking. So, so yeah. So what we, we had the instruction manual there, which is uh, pretty basic. Nothing really to uh, read into there, and there was a special code there to use on the Nintendo store. That's right. Um, but that you tell me that's since been used. So our uh, listeners and watchers at home can save themselves the effort. They're not going to get any credit out of that. Yeah, don't be. Pausing it and zooming in. No, forget it. Even if it is HDMI and you, uh, sorry, high def, and you can you can see see the letters. So we're sort of just spreading out everything here. So we've got the obviously the unit, the cables, the HDMI cable, the USB power cable, and the controller. They're all hidden there in the packaging. So the HDMI cable, it's uh, it's about two meters. Yep. So it's good good length, which uh, almost makes up for how short that controller cable is. We'll uh, we've got a bit of footage there with the ruler. We can prove to you how short that thing is. Yep. And here is the AC adapter. You'll note that it's a USB point into that, um, but there is actually no adapter to put into the wall. So we're going to have to use one of your own USB adapters. Alternatively, you can plug it into your USB in the TV. That's worked for us as well. Here is the controller. Again, quite a short cable, which we'll be talking about. Um, but all the buttons, they didn't stick in, they felt great. Ready ready for the abuse for all the button mashing that's about to ensue. Uh, you know, it's it's typical typical NES, it is so square that controller, you forget how sharp the edges are on that thing. If you're used to your, your Wii and your N64 and your PS controllers, the, uh, you might- It's unforgiving. Yeah, it's unforgiving. <laughs> you're gonna get some calluses from this thing, let's be honest. Yeah. And here it is, the main, the main thing, the main unit, what we've been waiting for. So you can see me there trying to open it up. It doesn't open up. Um, you can't blow into this one. <laughs> it's very, very simple. It's very, very light. It's about the weight of an empty cornflakes packet. Seriously, it's there's nothing to it at all. You, you really sort of think with how light that is, they could have made it even smaller. They probably could have made it the size of a Game Boy, to be honest. Yep. Um, but, you know, they needed some sort of sizable unit so it doesn't get lost amongst all the other hi-fi you might have around your TV. Yep, just testing out the buttons here. So the, the power button will stick in. It's one of the click and play buttons, but whereas the reset button is just a almost like one of the controls on the remote. Re reset button is very important for this device, but we'll get into that later. So there it is. All right, let's let leap into our first impressions. All right, so Doc and I have been playing this for a good couple of hours now, getting used to all the games, getting used to how the menu system works and the controller. First thing I'll say is I'm regretting not buying two controllers. So am I, because I'm <laughs> sick of watching you play. Like I get I get a couple of goes, but you know, Jay will quite happily tell us that he's the better gamer out of the two of us, and I, I know my place on the couch. Yep. So I don't get a go very often because we sort of just do the rotation rule. So if you die, it's you, the other person's you go. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. Right. So, well, it is, it is yours. So yeah, I regret <laughs> that you didn't buy the second controller. I also regret you didn't get any extension leads. Yes. For the controllers. I mean, how, how many, how much were those? Could you buy them off? I didn't actually look into it because I didn't believe that um, it would really be cheap. this bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I, I honestly think that 
Nintendo perhaps want to get you down on the floor, right up next to your TV like you would have in the late 80s, early 90s as a kid. Bring back that sort of sense of feeling sitting on the floor playing with your games as opposed to lounging back on your couch away from your television. I guess I guess if you can't afford or you don't want to spend money on the extension case or you can't even find them to buy them, which is also hot, just as probable, um, just buy a couple of scatter cushions <laughs> just to put on the floor. Uh, I know I've got a sore, sore numb bottom from just sitting on the floor for the last couple of hours. So, yeah, scatter cushions. <laughs> we've, we've sort of focused on a couple of negative things there to start with, but overall... This definitely scratches the retro itch. As soon as we loaded it up and the noises came back and as, I, as we promised, first game we played was Super Mario. Just a wave of nostalgia hit me right in the guts. It was fantastic. It was pretty sweet. If, if the only thing that really sort of struck me hard and made me realise how poor a gamer I am technically is that you know, even 30 years on, I'm no better. And I mm. thought maybe that I'm a bit older now, I'm a bit more mature, I'd be able to think through the levels. You're a, a bit, seasoned gamer. Yeah, that I'd be able <laughs> to think my way through the levels without getting, you know, sort of too passionate or upset like, you know, the 10-year-old version of me would. Yeah. Um, no, that's... <laughs> I still still do the same dumb stuff. It, still die the same dumb, same dumb ways. It is brutal, really. And, and I think that it speaks to how coddled modern day gamers are we get a training level or a practice level and you and you sort of build up your skills whereas some of these games in particular what was the one we had a lot of trouble with was it ghosts Ghost and goblins Ghosts and goblins it's just you left there to fend for yourself that that opening screen let alone level yeah. one before it even starts to scroll we you've got, got five <laughs> guys coming at you and you're not sure what your weapon choice is and why you're suddenly losing your, your special suit Yep. Oh, it was, yeah, was we, we gave up on that one in the first three minutes, if we're honest. We did. Not even, no point in even using the save feature. No. <laughs> it's interesting you raise that, though. That's the first the first thing I'm thinking about already is I wish they didn't have the, the save point features because I feel like I'm just trying to perfect a run in a game. So if we're playing Super Mario Brothers 3, which we did for probably the most amount of time so far, you, you die in a level and you think, oh, I've got eight lives left. But you can just jump straight back out and continue with the with the nine that you had after you died. So it sort of defeats the purpose of having that fun, oh, well, I died. We'll go back to the start. How many lives do I get? Yeah, the skill's taken away. Yeah, which you definitely need to hone playing this, as we've said. I guess one of the other... Um... <clears throat> One of the other annoying things is, and it's it's not it's nothing to do with the classic version. It just reminds us of some of the games from back then. Mm. Is some of those games having some of these games, I should say, have incredibly annoying sound effects. It's yes. not the music. The, a lot of the music's actually really good. I love the eight bit soundtrack, but oh, some of the sound effects. Um, yeah, so we've got written down here that we didn't enjoy. I think Ghosts and Goblins had a few few weird sounds, a few moments. But also Bubble Bobble. It's just a weird game straight out. I just it's not it's not for me. Balloon I, Fight had the most irritating soundtrack to it. Well not necessarily soundtrack. Sound effects. Sound effects. The shooting the the starry sounds. And what was what was the other um the other shooting space game? It was like Gallagher. Um Gradius. Gradius. Gradius, yeah. that was irritating as well. You can just imagine someone sitting in the other room going, What is that racket? Turn that off. <sighs> Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because we've got older ears now. Maybe if you're a ten-year-old kid, that that high-pitched sound that only dogs can really should be able to hear, <laughs> yeah. um, isn't that painful to you? But I think as you get older, it's um, certainly grating. Yeah, you're just like, why am I doing this to myself? Yep. 
Um, I will say, we said it early that, you know, there are 30 games here. Are they all of the same sort of quality? Are they all worth playing? Apart from those one or two that we've just mentioned, every single one of the games I feel are great and, and offer you a different experience to that old Nintendo system. Yeah, the selection's been pretty good. I'll, yeah, I'm quite happy with how Nintendo's done it. Even with the, with the little we know over here in Australia of the NFL, Tecmo Bowl, I love running little plays and, and doing stuff like that, which I know you're probably... Yeah, it's not really my sort of game. But then you go to something like the original Donkey Kong and the original Mario, which came from that as well. See, that's not really my sort of thing. That's that's more arcadey gaming, which I don't enjoy as much, but you said you yeah. kind of get into that as, yeah. a bit more Gallagher as well. Yeah. Those sort of shooters are great. And it's, and it's never going to be possible to keep everyone happy. No. Um, I think probably Nintendo probably knew that. Yeah. And it could go with any system. So they've done a good job. I think one of the, probably the last and final thing we'll say is just how easy it is to set up. I think a lot of people know that, but it will play into the hands of sort of the older generation. They don't want to spend a whole lot of time plugging everything and getting the internet sorted, all yeah. that sort of stuff. But it also removes the barrier for the kids as well. I know they're all technically apt these days, mm-hmm. but if it's just plug in the controller, turn it on, plug it into the TV, away you go. It's so easy, so simple. And if Nintendo get their act together yeah. and actually get some units to be sold to the public in time for Christmas, it'll be a wicked little system to have just to pull out during the holiday period, whether you celebrate Christmas or you're just taking time off over the over the summer break or, or the winter break, wherever you are in the world. It'll be a great little thing just to just to whip out and get everyone around the TV. If you've got two controllers, then bonus. But if you've only got one, then you're going to have to fight over it amongst yourselves. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the hardest thing about this is not necessarily plugging and playing and playing the actual games. It's getting your hands on it. But hopefully, I mean, I've, I've been watching eBay and seeing things go for three times the amount of money that they should and because it was so scarce in, the, in their first release. But looking at the Nintendo website and looking at what they're t- tweeting and all the other game developers asking about it, um, it looks like there will be some merchandise coming late this year and then into 2017, which is great for those people who missed out. One of my favorite things so far has actually been using the filters. So you can go into the menu system as you open up the the console and you've got three options you've got a pixel perfect or a CRT filter, filter. yeah and the 4x3 and the, the usual 4x3 which most people are used to but if you go back to that CRT filter and you get the old school lines through the TV as it would have been with the, the TVs you knew back in the 80s and 90s that that just added to the experience completely and that's the only way I play it now I haven't quite understood the difference between 4x3 and Pixel Perfect. Is Pixel Perfect just square, is it? Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't understand that. Um, 4x3 is all you need. Like, I hate it enough that there's black bars on the side <laughs> of the screen. But, you know, you get into the game, you forget about that. Well, but- I found it difficult when we were playing when we were playing Gradius and I couldn't tell how far my ship could go left or right because oh, of the black bars on the left. Because you're in space already. It's black space. Yes. <laughs> so that, that did become a problem, but that's only me. Just stick some paper on the side of your TV. Yeah, it's easy. You'll be fine. Get some blue tack and some white paper. <laughs> You'll be fine. But no, I agree. I think the CRT filter is it's pretty sweet. Does it remember which one you selected? So if you power the system off? Yeah, it stays as that one. So whichever one you last selected. Yeah. So that, I think that'll be the test of a true, true gamer if you go around to their house and they've got the CRT filter on. Absolutely. You know they're a trooper. And right now as we're recording this, we've got the 
playing in the background on mute on the TV and it's going through its demo mode and I can see people having this on at the back of parties as people walk past and go, oh, I remember this one and it's only on for 30 seconds and they moves on to the next game in, in the system. So that's a pretty cool feature as well. All right, everyone, that's another episode for The Retrospective. You can keep in touch with us on Twitter with Tweet Retrospect or on Instagram, the.retrospective. And you can also find us on podcasts via the iTunes store or YouTube and just search for The Retrospective channel. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.